Meet the startup founders who make the impossible possible right here on Florida Space Coast. You're tuning in to Zero Clips featuring Stephanie Catania, CEO of Catania Product Development. Zero Clicks is brought to you by Cypress Bank and Trust. With over 25 years of banking expertise, Cypress has expanded their products and processes, offering customers a solid foundation for all of their financial needs. To learn more about Cypress Bank and Trust, please visit cypressbanktrust.com. Welcome back to Zero Clicks. I'm your host, Jaren, and I am here with the CEO of Catania Product Development, Stephanie Catania. Welcome. Thank you. Good morning. Catania Product Development is an engineering and product design company based out of right here at Groundswell Startups, and sometimes they're based out of a boat, but we'll get into that later. So Stephanie, tell us a little bit about your background as an engineer and an entrepreneur. Yeah. uh, So I went to UCF and got a mechanical engineering and then um, had 10, 15 years in the industry, variety of companies, L3 Harris, before it was L3, uh, JRC Integrated Systems, Lockheed Martin, a variety of things from uh, product management, program management, systems engineering, a whole host of engineering. Got a ton of experiences and then uh, decided that I had had kids by that point and needed a little bit more of a flexible life and um, wanted to give back a little bit more than I was able to do in uh, industry. So I, we started our own company, so me and my husband. So uh, Ray and I started our company, and that was four years ago. So now we're, we're doing good. Growing. <coughs> we're going to talk about hiring. Yeah. We're going to talk about all that stuff, that work-life balance. <clears throat> and you work with a lot of companies in our ecosystem. The great benefit of entrepreneurs coming to Groundswell with an idea is that you're going to get connected to vetted resources like Stephanie and Ray, who really know the ins and outs of product development, design, and making things for manufacturing. So you've worked with SwiftPaws, you've worked with Tomahawk Robotics, mm-hmm. you work with Anderson Connectivity. So Tell us a little bit about how you work with companies here and some of those projects. Yeah, so um, as you mentioned, Groundswell like, is amazing. You particularly <laughs> amazing about con- about connecting people together with with whatever we need. Not only like me as a service, if I need something, I come and say, hey, what service do I, I'm looking for X and you know, help me find it. Um, but when we get connected to companies here, they're, most often people coming out of Groundswell are, are inventors. So we typically work with inventors or businesses, um, and the, the inventor side is the fun side because they're coming with a cool product, cool idea. They're they're really excited and motivated to get something done and made, um, and we make that happen. So we start with something as simple as just an idea. So they'll have a, uh, let's say they have a, a fun idea that they want to get done. They have no idea how to make it happen. So we'll do a few concepts for them, give them some concepts and say, here's some path forward. What do you think? And then uh, we just go with it that from that. Once they decide that they want to do a concept, we'll sign a contract with them. Um, and then we go from there and uh, we do uh, prototype development for them. And then we help them to get a, a full functioning working prototype. And once the full functioning working prototype is done and ready and they're off and running with it, we then help transition them to contract manufacturers. Very cool. Can you tell us a little bit about maybe SwiftPaws? Yeah. What you're doing with them? Yeah, so right now SwiftPaws is super fun. We're doing two things I can't tell you about. We're doing one really, really fun thing I'm so excited about. Um, and uh, I don't think I can say yet because you're going to okay. release this real quick. Um, but the we're so excited about her. She came to us with a, a, a new product that she wants to get developed. Um, it's 
crazy innovative. It's so much fun. I'm so excited to talk about it. I can't. Yeah. Um, but what we're doing right now that I can talk about is we're helping her. Um, we had helped her in the past with her um, her hand, her, the handle, the little dog handle. Yeah, the remote control. Yeah, the remote control. So she um, she came to us a couple of years. I don't know. It's been a while now. She came a while back and uh, had basically this handle that worked well, but it needed to be injection molded properly. Um, and she just, she didn't have it ready for injection molded. She needed to streamline it so that she could afford to sell these things at a reasonable price. So we streamlined the insides of the, the remote and streamlined the outside and made sure that it was perfect for injection molding. And now she's off and running. Um, and now the, uh, the other one working with her is, is streamlining her pulley. Um, so that one's going to be really too cool too. Um, I don't know how much we can share on that either, but I'll yeah. say it and you can edit it out. Um, but the uh, we, with her pulley, we are um, taking her bigger pulley and making it very small. So we're taking all these multiple components. I forget how many components are in the current pulley, but it's very complicated. Yeah. Um, and taking a very complex system and making it um, four parts. Um, and those four parts are going to allow her to sell it at such a lower cost to her, to her clients that she's going to be able to sell it for a better price for them and ultimately a better product for her. Yeah, it's gonna make it more accessible. If you don't know Swift Paws, Swift Paws is a lure chasing toy for dogs that brings that. the <laughs> best and fastest game of chase ever to your backyard. CEO Megan Wolfgram is a key part of our community. And Megan and Catania actually have an office right next to each other, which makes for very easy collaboration. We're located right next to Riverview Park. So sometimes you'll see the Catania team and, and the Swift Paws team and they're out there and they're testing, testing and doing pulleys. demos, <laughs> testing pulleys. But, but what they're able to do and really think about a product and make it sleeker, faster, easier to manufacture has such a significant benefit to these companies' bottom line. It's really what's gonna allow them to scale Right, to order in economies Absolutely. of scale. It's going to make a huge difference. Um, and they're also known for designing really beautiful products. And you had a vase that was featured on Good Morning America. Yes. Tell us about yes, that. Yes, yes. So that was, um, we're so proud of that one because that was the first product that um, Ray was able to, to take on back when it was Ray <laughs> all by himself. Um, so that product is, is our oldest product. And yeah, it made it, uh, it, it's just taking something as simple as a vase, which, you know, can be a little bit boring, but they can also be beautiful, but taking a vase and allowing it to, um, to twist open. I should have brought it. I have one in the office. Uh, it allows it to twist open and water just comes out the bottom and that way you can drain it easily. And then you can do one more twist and it pulls off so you can trim the stems. Um, so something so simple as taking care of flowers and allowing your flowers to, to be in a beautiful container while also taking care of them in a more innovative way really stays true to who we are about something that's beautiful, efficient, effective, and innovative. Yeah, just functions really yeah. well and yeah. looks really good doing yeah. it. What's it like to see something that you've created on Good Morning America? It's so cool. It yeah, has to be It's so, so cool. cool. Yeah, it's been on Good Morning America twice now, and it's been on QVC, which... QVC is cool, but Good Morning America is cooler. Very cool. So yeah, it's super, it's super fun to see them out on the TV. Um, it's about to be in more stores. I can't name the stores, but it's about to be in some more stores and make a, a bigger impact. And it's just so cool to see something that Ray designed. Yeah. You know, three years ago, making it that far. It's so cool. On the shelves and in yeah. homes. Can you tell our listeners uh, the name of the vase and where they can find yeah. it? Oh, yeah, of course. Yes. Yeah. So it's Amaranth Face, and uh, our inventor was Mendel Schechtman. And um, we have to give credit to Mendel. Mendel is just such an amazing seller, and he's you know he's marketed this thing so much. It's uh, he's proud of it. 
as he, yeah, I would hope he is. You yeah. Know, he's proud of his product. You can get it at uh, amaranthface.com. You can also get it on Amazon. And I'm sure there's other stores, but yeah, Amazon yeah. and amaranthface.com. Be sure to check it out. It's a really, really beautiful base. <laughs> Um, so I want to get into the basics of hands-on discovery, which you've alluded to a little bit in the beginning, but working with inventors, working with early stage entrepreneurs, they have an idea, they have a sketch, and they're looking to understand how to bring that to life. And can you just walk us through that first meeting that you have Absolutely. where you kind of set expectations based on what's on my paper versus like what is real life possibilities? Yeah, yeah. So typically someone will come to us with a problem. They have a problem. They have a basic idea of how they want to handle it or how they want to accomplish it. Um, and then for them, we do a set fee. We start off with something very simple. It's just a set fee. We're going to do concepts for you and make it make it um, easy to break away if they don't if they don't have the money yet, if they're not ready. Maybe they don't know if they want to go with us. So they come in, um, give us all their ideas. We talk about what the product is, what kind of uh, market they're looking for, who the user is. And then um, we'll go and design them three or more concepts. And then we give them these three or more concepts. So um, it's very, the three concepts, we, we aim to have them very different um, for reasons so that we can, we can target what they're looking for and make sure that they understand where they want to go and what maybe they merge one of two of the, mod of the concepts. And we take those concepts and then run with it. So um, they'll decide at that point. They have the option of completely walking away. They can take the concepts with them, or they have the option of continuing working with us. And at that point, then we make an actual contract. Um, so it, I think it's a it allows a, an inventor to take a chance yeah. with a limited impact to them and see what we can handle and what we could do for them. And then yeah, so once once we do the concept, I kind of mentioned it before. We'll we'll just start designing it, and we work with them. We um, one of the things we love doing, and we've done with a couple of our inventors recently, is um, a user experience deep dive. So with that, is we actually take people who could potentially be a user of their product, get them in a room or whatever, and we we quiz them. You know, we start asking about how they might use something that's similar to the product, or if they sign NDAs, we'll talk about the actual product. All right. Um, <clears throat> ask them questions, figure out how they would use it, what are they going to do, because a product is ultimately a product. You know, this mug is a product, right? Yeah. You're going to touch it, you're going to feel it, you're going to see it, you're going to uh, have an experience with that product. I'm experiencing my mug <laughs> you know, with its delicious coffee. Um, but yes, yeah, so that experience is very important. Um, so that is, that is a monumental part of our products, is making sure that we understand who, who those people are and what they're doing. So, for example, if someone's in a room and they're, um, let's say we recently did, a, we're doing a puzzle table as one of our products. Um, we had the people come in and we were watching them, right? And you can see, like, someone's sitting this way or someone's, you know, sitting all over the table. So you find out how they're sitting, which is something they can't communicate to you, right? right. Someone can't tell you how they're going to sit or how they're going to look at something. So you have to observe. So, their natural behavior. Exactly. Yeah. Observing, observing them in their natural environment. So that's a really important part of our, of our process. Yeah. I can't really stress how important it is as an entrepreneur to have that expertise walk you through that customer discovery process. Because I'm sure you see it and I see it here all the time at Groundswell. But an entrepreneur, an inventor comes in and they've asked their family and their friends who have all told them, 
your idea is the best, <laughs> it's the next unicorn, go do it. And you really got to get out of your immediate yeah. circle. It can't be your friends, your family, or even who you sit next to at your kid's soccer game, right? You really have to get outside of that, get outsider's perspective to really inform that process and make sure that you are building something that is for your customer, mm-hmm. not for you, but for your actual end user. That's a, that's a tough one for an inventor because you you think that you, you have this cool idea and you're so excited about it. And yeah. if you don't focus on your person who you're selling to, then yeah, you could completely get lost. And, and we have had people get lost in that moment of something they're so excited and passionate about only to get all the way down to prototype and find out that this isn't really, there's not really a market for it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a painful and can be an expensive process. So working with a company that kind of navigates you through that from the very beginning when there's low risk is incredibly valuable. What are some common misconceptions people have about bringing a product to life? Oh, that it's so easy. <laughs> of course it I, is. Just build it I, and they will come. Yes. Uh, that that honestly is one of one of the the difficulties we have because three D printers are so um, everywhere. Yeah. People hear product and they think that they can print anything. That's not necessarily the case. You can't always print everything. And the other misconception we get so much is that that it's it's an easy process, right? Like that that you can. They oftentimes will have people that go online and they find a company, which I'm not going to name, but they they find some company that does online engineering engineering cheap and um they come to us with these concepts and they're calling them products right they come to us with these concepts and they expect it to be ready to prototype and then they find out well no you can't make that like it looks really pretty it looks really cool yeah but you can't make that um and so then we have to unfortunately tear up track with which where they've gone down and they've already spent money um because they can't make it so it's important to to make sure that you understand what can and cannot be made. And if you don't, then, you know, ask the person that you're working with, can this be made? How is it going to be made? Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. I think he, we always keep in mind here at Groundswell and, and especially you guys is it's not about this one product prototype. It's about scaling. It's about building a company out of it. And so whatever you make has to transfer to that. It can't just be a one-off. Um, so you guys make beautiful products and you're known for that, but you also have some hardcore technical expertise on your team and you can make things go really fast underwater. <laughs> yes. So Catania has a unique focus on making beautiful products, but you also have some hardcore technical expertise on your team. You can make things go really fast underwater. Um, so let's get into the hard tech side of things. Tell us about some of the things you've been working on with underwater drones or kind of anything else that fits kind of like the hard tech side. Zero Clicks is brought to you by Neat, a better way to meet on Zoom and Microsoft Teams. We're a customer of Neat, so if you're curious, come check them out at Groundswell Startups. Neat's simple, elegant video devices are available at Call One. Call One has helped Florida organizations simplify access to business technology for over 35 years. Ask them about Neat today and visit them at calloneinc.com slash neat. So yeah, one of the products that we're super excited right now and we're, we're in the midst of uh, is uh, Gyro Robotics. So Gyro Robotics is, uh, they're based out of uh, the New England area. They're Rhode Island and um, we are designing for them a mini submersible. So uh, what's really cool about this mini submersible is uh, there's a couple really cool things, but uh, the one is that it's uh, it's the one of the pro- 
the only product that we know of in the market right now that is employing more 3D printing than any other UUV. So um, that's really cool and really fun for us because uh, right now the 3D printing materials, they have, uh, they're not rated for it, right? People haven't necessarily tested them for these, sure. for these environments. So we are putting them in these extreme marine environments and they're working. So we've tested them, we've proved them. So it's using these cool 3D printed as the, as the actual hulls. Um, so the actual Jaya, Botics, Jaya um, robot itself, Jayabot is what they call it, the Jayabot is uh, unique in itself because it is cheap. Um, as far as underwater u- uh, vehicles go, it's a cheaper vehicle. So it allows the, the user to get multiple ones of them. So this, this robot, it, it allows it to go in um, surf zones and rivers and inlets, and it's twice as fast as other um, competitors in the market. So what, why that's important is because you can take uh, multiple, sens- it's multiple sensors. Okay. So it's sensor agnostic. And it allows the, the robot to um, go up and down in the water column and measure various things that you're looking for, bathymetry or environments or chemicals or whatever the, the person is trying to figure out. So what's important about that is right now, most people take one. So they'll take one um, underwater UUV and they'll take that and uh, go do their measurements. But with the Jayabot, because it's more affordable, they can get multiples. They're actually sold in a set of five right now. Um, when they can go out, they do multiple and it's time stamped. So you can get a full, an actual picture of the water column and it goes, it does a vertical dive. So when it's swimming along, it's, it does it uh, horizontal. And then when it's diving, it dives vertical, which is pretty unique. Um, cool. <clears throat> yeah. So that's, it, that's, um, I think that's the most important thing about it is that it is an affordable product. They try to make it a fast, affordable, efficient, what's making it affordable are the materials as well as, you know, just being effective, effective in its, um, in, in the materials that we've chosen inside and out. Yeah. I think that again, it goes back to sleeker, faster, more producible, right. And using additive manufacturing as a catalyst for that. But it also highlights that you deal with hardware companies. Mm-hmm. We deal with a lot of hardware companies and their barriers to entry are so much higher than perhaps a software company or, or building an app, right? Mm-hmm. All that goes into it. So again, to have that expertise on hand that has that in mind where they're designing is incredibly valuable for mm-hmm. your customers. Um, I want to bring it back to your team for a little bit. And Ray's not here, but let's talk about Ray. Um, he's not only your husband, as Stephanie mentioned, but he's the co-founder of the company. And he's just a really freaking smart dude, right? I would hope so. He yes. is yes. just a really, he's really yeah. smart and he's really nice and he's really generous with his time. So tell us a little bit about Ray. Maybe tell us how you met. A little bit of a love story can't be bad. <laughs> sure. Uh, yeah. So we met in, uh, we met in an internship in college um, and uh, we're best of friends for a long time. And then finally decided maybe we should go a little further. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we, we both were doing mechanical engineering and being, doing an internship with a, a, a Lockheed Martin, actually. Um, so we met there. But yeah, Ray's, Ray's experience, he's got a master's in mechanical. Um, his passion in life is 100% marine environment. So like this Jaya robot, he's so excited about. Um, but yeah, the, the, his, he loves to design and develop things that look good. Right. He'll tell you look cool. But um, if it doesn't have that artistic appeal to it, it's not it's not in his passion. Sure. Right. So one of the things we talk about so much in our company is making sure that people are doing what they love. And that's because of people like Ray. Right. Like we started this company because he was working in um, industry and industry, you know, black box. Don't put corners on it. 
or don't put uh, little nice edges on it, right? He actually got yelled at. He loves to tell this story, too. He got yelled at in a, re- a design review because he had put some sort of, like, a swoop on one of his products, and they said, did you analyze that? It's <laughs> like, no, it just looked cool. <laughs> so, <clears throat> yeah, we, he, um, he loves to, to make things look cool, look good. And, yes, uh, the, the technical side of it has to be there. And he, he has tons of experience with manufacturing products and machining them. And he understands how a product is made. You know, for the most part, he'll pick up anything in a room and be like, oh, yeah, they made it like this. Yeah. Right? And that's very important because you have to understand how things around you are made in order to, someone comes to you and says, well, I have this really unique idea. You have to be able to understand how that product can be made to then design it. So it's taking, um, it's taking all those experiences of, of how something is made, how technically it should work, how we integrate it with these teeny tiny electronic components, right? Yeah. And making sure that everything comes together. Yeah. Ray has like x-ray vision. <laughs> That's like his superpower. He like picks up something and he like doesn't see the outside. He sees like gears and everything. Oh, yeah. That's how I envision Ray sees the world. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Not wrong. <laughs> and you've also grown your team. You have employees now. And I've seen you like really invest and celebrate your employees in a lot of ways. And again, I think that comes from you and Ray stepping out of industry and going like, we want to do this and we want to do it our way and yeah. we want to do it differently. The true entrepreneur spirit. So <laughs> tell us a little bit about your team and the roles you've been able to bring on and kind of what do you think is going to happen in the next maybe six months to a year with your team? Oh, man. Yeah. So we, we, we do. We value our people. And um, one of the most important reasons we started this company, maybe it wasn't like the reason we started it, but after we started, we realized, oh, my God, this doesn't exist. Why not? Why is engineering not something that can be more flexible? Why does everybody have to work 40 plus hours, eight to six, right, every single day? Um, So it's very important to us that people come to us. We're looking to, to make it an environment that they're happy to work in. They're working on things they're passionate about. They're working in an environment that feels good to them. They have a flexible work schedule. Um, if they don't want to work 30, you know, our, our actual standard work week is 36 hours. If they don't want to work 36, that's okay. We bring them down to what makes sense for them. We have an, an employee that's working five hours, right? Like, so it's just what makes sense, and we scale it back with all of our benefits or whatever we're doing. We scale it down to something that makes sense for them. Um, so, yeah, so our team, um, we're so proud of every person on our team because we do. We, one of the very first questions we ask them is, what's your passion? Yeah. Right. What do you do outside of work? What do you love to do? And then um, if we can't find something in our positions that is going to complement that passion, they probably won't fit with our team right now because we are so small. You have to be so excited about what you're doing every day. Um, one of the newest person people we just brought in, Kenan. Sorry, Kenan. <laughs> uh, we just brought him in. He, uh, he loves working on his car. You know, so his his passion in life is making his car new and fun, and he does the uh, he races it, and he's sure. made his entire vehicle, right? So taking that, well, what do we have that complements that? Oh, well, we make products, right? So we're making things all the time. So his passion is to to put things put things together, right? To tinker. Yeah. So um, we've we've one hundred percent made that work for him. I see him tinkering around here all the time. I see stuff outside drying because he's painted yeah. it, or yeah. popping over to my desk asking if we have one tool or another, yeah. right? But yeah. he does. He loves to tinker, and yeah. he gets to do that every day. Yeah. And your employees get to dress casually, right, yeah. and be part of this environment, and they have a lot of flexibility, which brings us to kind of talking about family. So this is this is a topic that you talk about all the time, and. We probably can't talk about it enough, right? But you're a CEO, but you're also a mom. Mm-hmm. 
and you have that balance, but you also have that never ending push between working and being at home and satisfying all things, right? That impossible uh, utopia that women <laughs> that women are supposed to meet, especially women in tech. Yeah. Uh, so, so tell us a little bit about career and family life and kind of what you found recently that, that works for not only you, but your family as well. Yeah, it goes back to making sure that the environment is, is makes, it works for everybody, right? And I don't work 40 hours because I, it's just not gonna work for me, right? I can't take care of my children and raise my children and do homeschool and work 40 hours. It's, yeah. it's too much. Um, and I do homeschool, so I'm the teacher, right? So yeah, I work less than 40, but that's okay for our company. Um, so it, it's worked out for us because um, I can focus on them. I can focus on my career. If I need to put one or one or other to, off to the side for a moment, I can because we're flexible. Um, but it's still important that, that when we're flexible that we're meeting our customers' priorities. So 100% at the back of my mind all the time, it's, you know, what's, what's going on tomorrow? Is, is there, are there deadlines that we're looking at? What's in the next coming months? So planning and making sure that uh, we, we balance that. And it is, it's a balancing act. I'm not going to pretend like I have it figured out, right? It's, nothing's ever perfect. Um, but I think that the, the flexibility we have allows us to, to focus on one when it needs to be focused on. And some days are better than others, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. Just like anything Absolutely. else. So I've taken calls with you guys when you're not at Groundswell, and I've taken <laughs> calls with you, and sometimes you're on a boat, oh, yeah. which is fun. And I've seen a big RV pull up that has a 3D printer inside of it, yeah. right? So tell us a little bit about these adventures we're, that you go on. Yeah, we're a little bit of uh, the abnormal. We don't have a house. Uh, yeah, so we live either in between an RV, two RVs actually. I'm gonna, hmm. So yeah, we have two RVs and a boat. And uh, we live in a sailboat. The sailboat's our home. And when we're not sailing on our, on our boat, we're, we're here in Melbourne, we have an RV that is stationed with my parents. Um, which is we call it the apartment. Yeah. So uh, yeah, that it allows us to be able to be to, to be mobile. Um, the other RV is very much our design lab, and it truly the back of it does have yeah. it's got a little mini machine shop in there, right? Um, so it's got printers and it's got a mill. And um, but the reason that's important to us is because traveling is kind of our passion, right? We we love to travel. We love to see new things. We love to take our kids to to museums and see architecture and talk about the environment. It's important to us not only personally but also in our in our um, in our company because in our company what we like to try to do is be sustainable. Um, we we want to make sure that the pro well, we can't always do this, but we do our best to be sustainable, stay true to being local, do as much as we can to to make a product something you're going to be proud of. Yeah, um, and. When we travel, we're, it helps us to do that as well because we're seeing, we're being inspired by yeah. the things around us. We're seeing new things, and for Ray, that is like 100% necessary. If he's always seeing the same things every day, you lose that creativity. Yeah. Um, so it keeps the creativity going. It also allows us to just, uh, it, it it allows us personally to be more sustainable. So we're living a much smaller footprint. Um, we're not. You know, we're not doing the air, the giant house with the giant air conditioning and yeah. all that sort of thing. So we're very proud of um, being able to give back in multiple ways. Yeah, you've carved out all these little ways that kind yeah. of meet your entrepreneurial dream, yeah. right? <laughs> Both personally and professionally. Yeah. And you mentioned kind of staying true to being local. 
I know that you work with some great mid to large size manufacturers in the area. Um, and that's a great thing that you can pass along to your customers that, hey, once you've reached the point where you're ready to manufacture, we have this network of vetted people that you can trust when you're bringing your product to. I know one of the companies that you work with is Anderson Connectivity. They're a great partner here at Brownswell too. So can you talk a little bit about how you work with Anderson or a company like that? Yeah, so it is, it's that transitionary point. So um, once we start nearing the end of a prototype and even before we've We've, we're finished with our prototype. We start working with companies like Anderson of um, get, setting, the, setting our customers up for production success. Right? What is that? Yes, you have a prototype, but we still want to make sure that that prototype can ultimately be produced. So we go to vendors like Anderson that, that advise us and they tell us, okay, here's our processes. Here's what's changed recently. Here's the machines we have, various tolerances, whatever have you. We work with them to make sure that our products will eventually be able to be transitioned over to their contract. All those very yeah. nuanced, important details. They are, the details matter. <laughs> the details matter. Yeah. Well, we're so happy that Stephanie joined us today. We hope from this conversation that you took away that when hiring designers to help with an invention, ask how it will be made. Often inventors come to Groundswell or to Catania and they have a fantastic concept, uh, but really understanding what can physically be made is important that you should delve into the full customer experience that you will have when you create a product, truly understand everything that they need and how it impacts their senses. The most insightful solutions are often those that solve an understated pain point. I think that's a really important takeaway. And to be part of your local community as much as you can. Um, if everyone goes in with the goal of succeeding together, we can all get where we need to be. Catania is going to be hosting the Groundswell Christmas party this year. They're going to give back to the South Brevard Sharing Center, which is a great organization that supports people that have housing or food insecurity in our area. So we're super excited about that. And you can find this episode of Zero Clicks on all the normal places that you can find a podcast, as well as the Groundswell Startups YouTube page, LinkedIn and anywhere you can find us on social. And as always, we end this episode with asking our guests three words to describe Groundswell. So Stephanie, tell us three words that describe Groundswell. Uh, community, caring, and awesome. I love that. <laughs> and good coffee. Good coffee. <laughs> yep, yummy coffee. So you can learn more about Stephanie and Ray by visiting KataniaEnterprises.com. You can also connect with them on LinkedIn. If you have an idea for a product, come in and talk to them. If you have an existing product that you're looking to make better, faster, sleeker, more beautiful, come talk to them too. And if you want to learn more about Groundswell Startups, you can visit us at swellstartups.com, visit us on LinkedIn or Facebook, and we'll catch you on the next episode of Zero Clicks.